Hi, welcome to the Living Room Podcast <laughs> with Andy and Hedia, coming to you live from Southern California, Orange County, to be specific. Love that intro, Schnugs. You almost forgot. What? You're the new intro person. Oh, I, I thought that was only once. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. Okay. All right. Go to resurrectministry.com where you can find all of our content, our videos, our podcasts, the Christian Post articles I do uh, bi-monthly, and you can drop us a line, send us a message, send us your comments, questions, advice, prayers, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you. And if you would be so inclined, you're always welcome to partner with us, hit the donate button, and give um, whatever comes to your heart. We'd be blessed. And please subscribe. Click link. Click on the link to subscribe to our content. It would truly be a blessing for us to increase our viewership yes that'd be awesome well we have had quite the few days um with my man podcast the fearless man podcast putting together a couple episodes we'll be putting it up uh, i say we we're a team resurrect ministry is is our organization um but um it's been fun i've been getting people already reaching out and Nice. And to do more with it, and I'm excited that you're doing this. And it's been really, really interesting stuff. Do a live. Should, I mean, you should do it in person or a Zoom, a private Zoom. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Do a private, and then you can just have scheduling, and then people can come sure. in, and you guys can chit chat, and it'll be cool. There's nothing wrong with putting it up on the website too. Yes, and we're also preparing for our home church on yeah. the 17th. And we've been very busy looking into our next devotional, haven't we, Schnugs? So busy. <laughs> you know, we only have uh, seven more days. Well, you have a good reason why you can't have a planner, so I'm following <laughs> All right, I'll find the one. So uh, once again, uh, if you have any ideas for our next year-long devotional that we will dedicate, and it's got to be a good one for us to stick with it for a year, and it has to be uh, biblical. Are there some devotionals that may not be d- d- biblical? <laughs> I mean, there may be some like kind of new agey-ish kind of. Right. That's why we chose Smith. He's hardcore. Yeah, we're not going to like a cult devotional. No. No. We, we want some. Uh, it'd be great to get a couple suggestions. I have one that I've been suggested, and I have to remember the name of it and find it. It's something Living River or Living Water. I can ask. Um, ask Lisa. Like, uh, She's going to say, dude. Your husband has asked me like five times what the name is. I've reminded him five different times what well, that thing time is. I'll write it down. <laughs> I'll look at Robert found us on YouTube. He asked me how he could. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me get rid of the banner here or to get rid Whoops. of the. Uh... Thank you for telling me that, Jan. Oh, my your... mic was off. Oh, very good. Through that whole thing, your whole announcement, your mic was off. <sighs> Should nice. I do it again? <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh, so uh robert uh you're poking good <laughs> poking good. I told you so good looking good there he goes and jan said you're hard to hear hedia i answered that already i know all right we're gonna get into smith wigglesworth devotional for july 9th uh the title is a mighty faith you didn't like my lion i my love the lion. the lion was argh, very mighty and ferocious um, the reference is Luke. <laughs> that was a really silly lion noise I made. Uh, the reference is it's Luke. cute sometimes when you do it. 
<laughs> that, the context. That's what it reminded me. That's it made me laugh. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, never mind. All right. So uh, the reference is Luke 17. Get on track, Andy. Were you, were you just going to explain what you do to the audience? <laughs> Don't do that. Some things are better left unsaid, lovey. <laughs> you guys don't want to hear the story of the roaring lion. I'll do it on the man show. All right. <clears throat> All right. We're a little tired, so we're a little slap happy. <laughs> the reference is Luke 17.5, which says, not the whole thing, but part of it says, increase our faith. The scripture reading is Romans 4. Smith says, God has a design, a purpose, a rest of faith. We are saved by faith and kept by faith. Faith is substance. It is also evidence. God is. He is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We are to testify, to bear witness to what we know, to know that we know a it, to know that we know is a wonderful position to be in. To know that we know. Yeah. I got it now. To know that we know. Right. It's a wonderful position to be in, uh, to be on the inside. And the opposite of the opposite of which is to not know that, you know, because we have this faith and we know it, but to know that we know, we need to have the surety of knowing mm. that, you know, okay. Got it. <laughs> we are, <laughs> we are to You're be making me giggle. <laughs> So sorry. That's hard. Okay, calm down. We are to be living words, epistles of Christ, known and read by all men. We are living in the inheritance of faith because of the grace of God. We are saved for eternity by the operation of the Spirit who brings forth life unto God. Heaven is brought to earth until God quickens all things into beauty, manifesting his power in living witnesses. God is in us for the world so that the world may be blessed. Wow. That's deep, isn't it? That is. <laughs> That's my favorite line. In that this. is pretty good. Not pretty good. It is amazing. We need power to lay hold of omnipotence and to impart to others the word of life. This is a new epic with new vision and new power. Christ in us is greater than we know. All things are possible if you dare to believe. The, the treasure is in earthen vessels so that Jesus may be glorified. Let us go forth, bringing glory to God. Faith is substance, a mightiness of reality, a deposit of divine nature, and the creative, and the creative God abiding with us. The moment you believe, you are clothed with a new power to lay hold of possibility and make mm. it reality. The people said to Jesus, Lord, give us the bread always. Jesus said, he who feeds on me will live because of me. Have the faith of God. The man who comes into notice the faith of God, not faith, the faith in God. Of, oh. Other religions say have faith in God, but ours says have the faith of God because it's inside us. The man who comes into great association with God needs a heavenly measure. Faith is the greatest of all. We are saved by a new life, the word of God, an association with the living Christ. A new creation continually takes us into new revelation. Thought for today, there is what seems to be faith, an appearance of faith, but real faith believes God right to the end. What do you think? Well, two things that jump out. Faith is 
a substance, a mightiness of reality, a deposit. So it is not only, it, it is a real thing. It's an actual substance. It's an evidence as we'll see in the scripture. And then this, this other thing that we, um, God is in us for the world to benefit, for the world to be blessed, not just for us to be blessed, but for the world to be blessed. So it's that manifestation of Christ and his likeness that he puts on us so that we share it with the world, that other people are attracted to that and come to Christ. Not attracted to us, but come, are attracted to the light of Christ, the, the love of Christ, the word of God in us, lived through us to bless the rest of humanity. You know what's funny? Hmm. Um, is that, uh, so we went to Yerba Linda Friends Church tonight for our normal Saturday service that we go to. Yes. Um, and I noticed Matthew in his message said something that he's probably said a hundred times since I've been going there for so long, but never really heard him say it before. And I, I talk about this all the time, right? I've read the Bible, but never really heard it, it heard it or felt it. Felt or, it. That's a good one. Um, and so he said, God is, is dwelling inside of you. And I go, Oh my gosh, now even Matthew's saying it. Like he finally, he finally knows. <laughs> no, I know he said it before. But what is so interesting is that what I what I think that I've had trouble, and I think I, there's a possibility I've mentioned this before, is that it seems so beyond. It's almost it's almost like um, buying a Rolls Royce and driving around the Rolls Royce and telling everybody about your Rolls Royce. I, I got to, and, and you're telling people how powerful and, and rich you are by driving around this automobile. But you're you're also yelling out the window. Have you seen my Rolls Royce? Isn't it amazing? This this is the best of the best of cars, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of it that feels that's boasting, right? It's all these things that you're trying to show off. So to me, to say that God is dwelling in me is like is it feels like for for me it feels the same way. Oh. it feels like I, I have something that is so magnificent. It's the best of the best, and I'm I have it. But you want to give it to other people. But it's hard because I feel like if I say I have God dwelling in me, if I go to somebody and I'm talking to them and I share my story and say, you know, there's nothing better than having God dwelling inside you. It is amazing. Yeah, but that's the whole point. It's I know, but it's still, I don't know why. For me, it feels like but you are boasting. boasting. But the boasting is, mm. is basically to attract a person to say, oh, I want that too. I want what he has. Say, guess what? You can have it too. It's just as easy as it was for me as it is for you. You, the homeless person, you, the person exactly. in, a, in a jungle in Madagascar. Timbuktu. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody, whatever you, the sinner, the murderer, the rapist, whoever that person may be, you can have God dwelling inside of you too. I didn't do anything to deserve it. Right. We didn't do anything except had faith. And we got this deposit. We got this substance. But I'm broken. From faith. I'm a broken person. I'm a, it, I'm a horrible, nasty, sinner, the treasure wretched is, person. <laughs> the treasure is in earthen vessels. But I'm afraid that's what people are going to say. Go, no, I know you. How is it possible? You have <laughs> but that's what it says. But that's you. how Jesus is glorified. If you were fantastic mm -hmm. in a spotless vessel, how does that glorify Jesus? Then everybody would be looking See, at the I feel card. Like I'm doing him a disservice. 
We do do you a disservice, but that's why we, that's why we, <laughs> but you. that's why we pursue holiness. So we don't embarrass him. He says, do not grieve the Holy spirit, mm. but with sin. So ideally we are not to embarrass him, but we will continue to do so mistakenly or unmistakenly, but it's the treasure in that earthly broken sinful vessel that gives him the glory. All right. If if we were all Rolls Royces, everybody would be distracted by the car and not the driver. Oh, look at you. Yeah, so, you know, now some things are coming to me now. Because, <laughs> uh, because in the scripture we're going to read, uh, it talks about Abraham and it talks about works. Right. That is, uh, you know, we're no longer dealing with works. Right. We're dealing with faith and who you are as a person. And now you need to now be um, a, a believer, a follower that now does things for the glory of God. That right. is not works. And so what I was thinking about as you were talking, and I, I think maybe something I heard last night, if I'm not mistaken, and now I can't remember, but um, it's like you work, I work for the LA Kings hockey team, professional hockey team. Now, we're right now working for the team is not going to make me better as a player. If I'm emptying trash cans, if I'm cleaning, other, you know, you know, sharpening skates, if I'm cleaning up the locker room, that kind of stuff, that doesn't make me a great hockey player. Okay. But it's the, it's the uh, discipline of being in the sport, you know, practicing, reading, uh, watching uh, videos of the other teams that's what makes me the best player on the team. It makes me a representative of that team that is a strong professional hockey player. So it's not the work that gets you to the promised land. It is the dedication and the discipline of putting in the, the time to showing your dedication to your craft. Being a Christian is that. It's not running around necessarily doing all the work around a church you know, being busy like I was, you know, going to men's groups and all that kind of stuff. That's work. That's not making me a better Christian. What makes me a better Christian now is my discipline to do this with you on a daily basis. Reading the devotional. Oh, I get what you mean. Spending time with. The uh, sanctification. It, it, to going to church and actually listening and applying and following up with what we've learned and talking about it on the way home with you. That is, that is the discipline of being a Christian. It in the faith. Yes. That's not work. Two different things. Yes. I can see that. You see that? Yes. <laughs> I do. So that gives I'm a us. A little slow on the uptake today, <laughs> but I, I didn't know where the analogy was going, but I, I think I'm, it's coming together now. I, as a person who worked for the LA Kings, I could work all day long and never get better at hockey. No. It, it, it's the discipline that you want to put in to the craft of being a great hockey player that gets you to that place where you need to be. And again, I think that's the same thing with the Christian. You, you could do all kinds of stuff forever. Like I did 25 years at Yorba Linda Friends Church, Mariner's Church. I might have gone to another church in between. Oh, Rose Drive Church. That's true. I went to Rose Drive Church, Friends Church, too, for a little while. I was busy. Busy, busy, I was busy. busy. I was going to church. I was, uh, you know, barbecuing. I was serving men. I was going to homeless places, and I was hating it every second of it. I, and I was busy. I never got any closer to God 
then I from the first day to the to the day that I found Jesus Christ. Like me in a slum. 25 years. Right. <laughs> never got any closer. But boy, was I busy. I never, I never had the discipline to to stick with the what what it meant to be a, a professional, a professional at my craft, to be that Christian that God wants me to be. Pick up your cross, a living sacrifice. I've gotten further in just two to two and a half years with my relationship with God than I did in 25 years walking around as a Christian. Because awesome. I was busy emptying trash cans. Awesome. Now did that come together? <laughs> I think so. It's awesome. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's see. We have uh, Lisa. Uh, Lisa Wood. How you doing, Lisa? Hi, Lisa. Nice to see you. Glad you're here live. Appreciate your messages too. They're fantastic. We really do enjoy reading. Thank them. you. And Kate, nice to see you. Robert again, saying amen to the devotional. Um, Robert says. But I am a sinner. Can I have God in me? Which is interesting because Mariama has a response. Not a horrible sinner anymore, Andy, but a saint bought with the blood of Christ, the apple of his eye. Now this is amazing. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> we heard that on uh, last night. I was watching Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Friday night. Yes. I used to love walking around saying that. Shabbat shalom. Because I had a lot of Jewish friends. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. I was watching... Um, What's the name of the show? What's the name of the show I was watching yesterday? No, no, what were you watching? The show. Oh, Terminalist? No. <laughs> no, what you were watching? The show that they were saying, sh sh uh, Shalom. Oh, Shabbat Shalom. Jesus. Yeah, the Jesus show. The Jesus show. What's it called? <laughs> we are so tired. I am so sorry. It's the most popular Christian show on television, on uh, the internets right now. On the internet. Yes. Plural. What's the name of that darn show? It's got fish in the opening. Okay, wait. So let's go back. Let's right. see. You got you got off. You saw a squirrel. You chased, you chased a squirrel and his whole family. So let's get back to the subject. The Chosen. The chosen. Oh, yeah. The Chosen. Okay. So. <sighs> Thank the you. Sinner. <laughs> we are sinners saved by grace. So once we are saved and we're going through the sanctification process, are we no longer sinners? Because Mariam is saying no longer a horrible sinner. Robert's asking, can you still have God inside you when you're still a sinner? I believe we're still yes. sinners. We're oh, okay. saints, but we're still sinning. Yeah, I think the idea that we never stop being sinners. Right. I mean, That's you, I think. yeah, you never stop. I don't know. Mariam, do you think we're not sinners anymore? Or you're just not a horrible sinner? We just have to accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and repent. Repent constantly. And as long as we are in that place, then God dwells inside us. And and I think also what Jack has said in the past that you know those those very popular and famous Christians that have written books and are you know have a huge following that fall out of Christianity, they get caught in a massage parlor or what have you. He <laughs> or says several. They were never. He goes, it's it's quite possible that they were never. They were just walking alongside Jesus, right? But did not have God in me. And that's the difference: is that it's that you have to make that conscious decision and and uh, change your life and the conviction of sin and uh, have the discipline. Paul talks about discipline. I'm going to uh, talk about A this lot. on the the man's uh, podcast, the Fearless Man podcast, about the the discipline that Paul talks about. It's it's incredible that it's a, it's a simple word that's in the Bible that is, is again, another one of those things that have escaped me, but oh, this is what we've been doing. Thank God. We have had the discipline to do what we are doing in spite of the setbacks we've had from time to time. Everybody has setbacks, right? And we've had those setbacks 
but yet we keep bouncing back. We, we have the good fortune that we'll take one step back and two steps forward as opposed to the opposite way, right? One step forward, two steps back. That's not the, that's not a good, not a good formula. No. <laughs> you end up in the trash can. Yes. Yes. Or emptying the trash can. But that is what God is looking for from us is that we, re- but that we also realize when we're sinning. Yes. And not make excuses for our sin. I love the word yep. discipline. Yes. It's because amazing. it is such an important part of the Christian walk too, I think. Yep. Kate says. We are sinners saved by grace. Perfection comes when we get to heaven. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Says Kim to Kate. Um, let's get to the scripture because it's pretty lengthy here and we're in Romans. Oops. Hold on. And Romans 4 talks a lot about circumcision. It's a little um, hard to follow sometimes, but I'm going to try with the intonation of my voice to make it um, more comprehensible. What then shall we say that Abraham, our father, has found according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Quote, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, end quote. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted to him for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. This is all that you were saying about the guy who works in the hockey place. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and those whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only or upon the uncircumcised also? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham for righteousness. How then was it accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of the faith with which he had while still uncircumcised that he might be the father of all those who believe, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. And the father of circumcision to who, to those who are not only of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of the faith, which our father Abraham had while still uncircumcised. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, circumcision being the reference to the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise may have no effect because the law brings wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. There's no law, then you can't break it. So there's no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which did not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead because he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. And therefore, 
it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Amen. And I love the way you read that. It was the first time, I think, really, that I made sense of the circumcision. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Jew and, and Gentile. Yes. Really. That's exactly. He's using them as an analogy to Jew and Gentile. And using it in that way, it's a Pauline style to give emphasis to the Jews that, first of all, Abraham had the imputed righteousness before he was circumcised. So he's the father of all while uncircumcised, basically giving credence to the fact that the Gentiles did not need to be circumcised because there was a whole faction of Jews that were saying they had to be circumcised as adults, which was mm -hmm. horrific, right? So they were running around freaking out thinking they got to get circumcised. And he's like, no, it's not the circumcision. It's the righteousness. It's the faith that comes by, it's the righteousness that comes by faith and faith alone. And as you said, you do things later out of discipline and holiness and sanctification, out of love to the Lord, not because you think it gives you faith. As this scripture, Hebrews 11.1, 1, very famous. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's a substance, the evidence of things not yet seen. 2 Corinthians 3.3, 3, clearly you are an epistle of Christ, a letter of Christ ministered by us written not with ink, but by the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Wow, and that just now came to life. <laughs> wow. I just want to read that and not quite understand exactly. Oh, oh so It's engraved on that our hearts. Awesome. It's so beautiful. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels in these broken tents and bodies that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Mm. If they were beautiful, polished gold vessels, the glory would not go to God. It would go to the vessel. <laughs> wow. So the much more, goodness today. The more wretched we are, the better chance it is of giving glory to God. Wow. Mariama says... The point is abiding in him. We will always have two natures in us and the one we feed most wins. Yes. Amen. I had a little dog analogy that I, of how oh, I was. Oh, the dog analogies. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had uh, one of those. Of how I was acting. I feel like one of, one of my dogs that I've been training. And in the beginning, when you're training a dog and you're using compulsion and reward system, where you correct the dog. Say, for instance, we want a dog to sit. You take a leash sometimes, not always, but sometimes, and you give a little upward correction towards the sky on their collar. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's, uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable, right? And so it's like, okay, dog, I need you to sit. You're not sitting. So here's the discomfort. And the dog goes, and you see his like shoulders, like drop back and his ears kind of drop down and go, uh, and he's thinking, and then he puts his butt down, right? And then you go, wow, what a good dog. And you give him a treat, right? And you repeat this a couple of times a at some point. When you get to the point where the dog understands what he's supposed to do based on the command you're giving and you say sit, you'll see the light turn on in his eyes and you'll see his ears sometimes, you know, raise up a little bit and you'll see his tail begin to wag and he sits down because he knows I understand. It's like the dog understands finally right. and the dog gets excited and he goes, oh, this is it. 
that's how I felt when you were reading that. <laughs> Other times I read it, I'm like that confused dog. I'm going, what are you trying to tell me? I don't understand. Why do you keep pulling on my collar? And why do you keep doing And it doesn't make any sense. And I'm frustrated and going, I don't understand. But once, once oh. I see it like that, that was like, oh my gosh, I've read that again. How many times? And that's beautiful. Oh, it's like, I'm so, I'm rewarded. I was just rewarded by God with a little, with little, tail a little, a little treat and a pat on the head. Good job, Andy. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you this for 55 years. <laughs> oh my gosh. So sorry that that was my. It's my, fun to watch Andy my... get excited <laughs> over understanding scripture. It's pretty cute. Okay. Uh, says. We go through the sanctification process on earth, but Jesus was the only one on earth that was perfect. Our sins are covered by his death. He paid the price and justified us before the Father. He chose us and we follow because of our love and our gratefulness. Amen. <laughs> you know who will get it is Robert, hopefully. Robert, uh, not hopefully, but hopefully Robert's still on. But Robert's a dog trainer too. He, he may uh, understand that, that, that process, how it happens. It's an exciting time uh, for me. To... You even got our cat to do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it's an exciting time. It is just so much like... Like I, what the dog is also happy for is not necessarily just for the treat, but for escaping the punishment, the discipline, and that excitement <laughs> comes from that too. It's like I'm getting it, I'm understanding it, I'm I'm avoiding the punishment. <laughs> I know that all too well. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so fantastic. It's such a great feeling. Yeah, the Lord is. I don't know. And it, it, and I, when, when the disciplining, when the chastisement comes, it is just a, there's just a gentleness in the way he does it, where he's just kind of like, I'm going to let you see the the, the outcome of you in disobedience. Mm. And it's so tragic and chaotic that you, when you come back to the correction that you're referring to, and then when you come back and he's just like, Oh, and, and and showers you with grace and with joy, you get that feeling that like, oh, I figured this out. I figured it out. Yay. And, and there's this other point that is also interesting is that uh, I'm going to use the, the Jews because I don't want to use myself. But the, the Jews, you know, in the in the Old Testament, you know, uh, you, you've, you've seen the, the miracles. You've felt the glory. You've been that dog where you go, oh my gosh, obedience is so fantastic. And I, and I understand obedience now. And, and yet you still eat a just, shoe. Yeah. And then you go right back to doing what you're doing before. You're going, what the hell? You knew what it was like to be in that place with God where he's holding you in his arms. Yeah. What better place to be in the arms of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, you know, just telling you, wow, you, I love you and how great that feels. And then you leave his arms and you go do exactly what you did that caused you the grief to begin with. Those darn Jews. Why do they do that? <laughs> I'm so much better than those Jews. No. <laughs> you didn't mean that, folks. You know, I'm just kidding. But uh, but yes, we do it all the time. That's like, why? why? We just did it today. <laughs> well, did, maybe maybe I did. Did we? You know, I was, you know, judgmental. I oh. was saying something judgy. Yes, we're judgy. Judgy is, is uh, you know. It's bad. Is, a, is bad. It's a sin. And so, but Yes. Mary, uh, Kate Mary thinks it's funny you could train a cat. Yeah, it takes it just takes more patience. Yeah, and, yeah, and you have to find it, it, with every animal you have to find the motivator. What is the motivator? And this cat, the motivation is food. Yes, <laughs> trust me. And the cat. <laughs> Some cats don't have the motivation of food. 
Oh, this, so cats will starve themselves. No, um, this cat will break things and throw things and nip at your heels and drive you in completely mad. But Andy do, does not tolerate that from animals. And so he's like, <laughs> listen, I'm going to feed you. You're going to sit. And you're going to sit here and wait. And now when I come down to the kitchen, she doesn't harass me anymore. She sits by the bowl just because of you. Yeah, very good. Mariama says, and this is awesome. I love hearing this from Mariama. This is so good, guys, what the Lord is doing in your lives. And it's just the beginning. Glory. Yay. Thank you, sister. That is awesome. Um, wow, this has been really good. I'm really amazed at how these words can jump out at you when you are walking with God. I think maybe that is also, he's, you know, having him inside me. Is he's working as my translator? It's the Holy Spirit. He says mm -hmm. that He'll teach you all things, and He doesn't teach you anything that doesn't come from Jesus. So Jesus tells him what He wants you to know, and then you know it. Mm. And His Word is living. Wow, it's beautiful, awesome. So on the seventeenth um, in our home church, yes, do you know what you're going to be uh, preaching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No preaching, just, we, I, we, I mean, we may be sharing a couple words. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, do, you, do you have an idea? What you're I was thinking about rest, remember? Oh, That's yeah. my, still my thing right now. Sabbath. What's, what's one, uh, one, what's one point in relationship to rest that our audience should know so that they know that they should be here on the 17th? <laughs> <laughs> especially kate from australia yeah uh that the that the lord in hebrews prescribed the sabbath even for us for new testament believers and the point was one god did it so how the father god the father did it and um that our example is jesus and jesus as busy as he was healing performing miracles teaching uh, walking from place to place, no place to lay his head, he still had a spirit of rest. He would go and pray. He would walk by himself, speak to the Father, go up to the mountaintop. There was always this period of rejuvenation and that we have to learn that appreciation, that we have to understand that God has commanded rest. Nice. For all of us. Absolutely. I did that today. Did you? Yeah, for a little while. I went to the pool. I'm glad. And, uh, and rested. I rested and read. I actually read. That's what we could do when we're resting. That's fine. All right. Rest. Reading is uh, is also resting. Yes. All right. I did that. Um, I, I think mine's still going to be on uh, dying to self. Um, I think that's an important message that I think yes. has really hit me in such a interesting way. Um, and it's not just for God. I think that's uh, the other thing that was kind of new. So I'll be talking about that. Um, but I, I was also struck by a, um, an interview of the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen um, and your favorite person, Dallas, was mm. interviewing him. <laughs> and, and it was interesting that I not, have not thought about this either, is that here we had Jesus, who is God in flesh on earth. Mm-hmm that he got tired 
he uh, got cut and injured before going on the cross. Um, he tempted by the devil, tempted by the devil, um, worn out from people asking him for stuff. Uh, he cried. Cried. He wept. And I never thought about that. That he was truly, he was truly in that. He was in it. He was in it for us. Fully God, fully man. Fully man that he had to go through all these things. Because you'd think that he could have just said, I'm no longer tired. <laughs> I have, uh, you know, three coffees in me. Um, that he, if he got cut, that he just would have pointed at it. And he, I mean, he just got done he, healing a leper. Right. He just made a man walk. Why can't he just go heal on the cut? Right. That, that, that how much love... Sorry, I was getting emotional. <clears throat> How much love is that that Jesus showed us that he came down as man and went through it so that he could say, I know, I know, Hedy, what you're going through. Mm. I know what it's like to be tired. I know what it's like to be frustrated where people are just asking me for things constantly. Mm. And that he knows. Yes. Yeah, I mean, who, who, he was, you know, he'd walk down the street and people are grabbing at his cloak just to get healed or just to get his attention or just to get something from him. That all these things that he did just was so spectacular and didn't have to. He didn't have to do it. Amen. And came to this earth and, earth and as fully man to um, experience life as a human being. Yes. So that he could save us from our sins and, and be able to tell us, I know what, I know what it feels like. That's beautiful. So I might show that too. But that was pretty powerful for me to hear that. It was a good, a good talk about that. That uh, I thought was really interesting and something that I never thought about before in that context. Yeah, I love that. So amazing. All right. Anything else, my love? <laughs> I think that's all for me. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how tired we were before we came on. We have uh, just one of those days. You know that day just um, just drained you. Yeah. Raining day. You spent time on a uh, uh, on the road, out and about. Yes. Entertaining my daughter. <laughs> it was very nice, though. That's awesome. You know, we had some great, uh, as usual, we had great people uh, on tonight commenting. Thank you, Kate Thank you. and Mariama and Robert and, and Jan. Uh, Jan and they always do this. Lisa and Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I, think we, I think we got them all. The people that commented. There were other people watching. Were there more people watching that that commented? So. Thank you. If you're watching the replay, please uh, comment also. Let us know what you think about the devotional and uh, any comments you might have or something you might need prayer for. Uh, again, we see these messages. So make sure and let us know. And those of you on the podcast, go to our website and send us a, a line, send us an email. And if there's anything that you need prayer for or um, just want to mention. About and the podcast, if you want to recommend a devotional, yeah, don't, devotion, forget. don't forget that. Do you have a devotional that um, you think that we could use for an entire year? Uh, to to change over to on the 17th yes time is limited we got uh, like i said we got seven days 17th is the new one and that's the day of our worship night yeah so we'll probably do it on the 18th or maybe earlier in the day what an interesting anniversary i know how funny is that i love that all right my friends we love you guys thank you all for watching uh and oh i'm sorry i thought i saw something pop up there um love you guys God bless. God bless. Take care. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.